missed my hat tonight. I left it out in the car. You definitely look a lot better with a hat on. And we're live. <laughs> I know we are. Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy, from the YouTube channel Fibbly Moonshine. I'm joined by Sean Rigsby, Moonshiner's Master Distiller winner. How we doing? How we doing? Nah, you know, it's good time, good time. So, what's going on, man? Well, I'm just uh, sitting here enjoying some Huckleberry Moonshine made or distilled and mixed by, hold on here with me, the Beattyville Hillbillies. Donnie Benton and Teresa. They were on, I believe, season eight of Moonshiners. And they made this at the distillery called Neely Family Distillery in Sparta, Kentucky. What are you up to? Well, you know, while we was down in Beattyville last weekend, um, you still look like you got a hangover from Beattyville. I feel like it. Did it follow you all week? It's working on it. <laughs> you got to fight fire with fire, man. So hair of the dog. sun tomorrow and <laughs> attack that hair of the dog. But uh, no. when we was in Bayville, uh, we walked over and I got a jar of Pop Casey's. Pop Casey's. Um, I know you got a, a bottle too. And then signed a bottle. Yes, everything. sir. Got some good art on it. I really like that bottle. I like it. Well, aside of the ugly dude that's on there, George, uh, <laughs> it's a really good picture, man. I like how they done the label and everything. And say so, yeah, I got it, you know, nine grain, man. I had to. I got to try the old nine grain. So I'm gonna pop yeah. her open, and this is what I'm gonna sip on tonight. And... <laughs> anyway, so so uh, you talked about Neely before. You talked about their distillery. They make good stuff, man. Well, it's, it's got a distinct smell to it, man. Like, a nine grain, man. <laughs> it's a little much. I mean, it, it's good liquor, but it, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Like, it's sweet. It's peppery. It's yeah. warm. It's mild. It's smooth. <laughs> I would like to know the percentages of everything that goes in there. Because if you I, read down to the bottom, it says he even adds uh, molasses and cane sugar. Now drink it out of the bottle, man. Pull the Rigsby over here. <laughs> Went in the glass, man. I'll have a sip on. You was doing too hard of pulls last last time, man. It got you in trouble. Yeah, I had to pull the uh, cheesecake out of, out of the freezer because there wasn't much left. <laughs> had to replace it with the, the uh, Huckleberry. By the way, happy birthday, Bennett. Oh, Bennett Shiner, happy birthday, bro. Yep. He's he's gotta be about you know, as old as dirt. I can't really put a number on it. Now, who's older, him or Rick? It's probably like a fucking uh It's a battle, huh? Yeah. Man, you know, went down to Beattyville last weekend with you and uh dude it was a good time out. Love it down there. The weather was real nice this time. Yeah. 
Um, it definitely made up for last year, that's for sure. Yeah, it was beautiful, especially after the heat and everything we went through the week before for it to mm-hmm. be down in the 70s. You yeah. Know, just um, hanging out at the uh, – Hanging out at that festival, meeting all those people, and you know, shooting shit with them, and and then realistically, my main thing is uh, just listen to people talk when I go to these things. You know, um, listen to people who are who I feel are better than me at it, <laughs> or people that you know I look up to and respect just yep. to hear them talk. You know, um, like on, on Friday night, as soon as I got there. Uh, followed you up the mountain up oh, to yeah. Donnie's where he was having that big old dude that was cool you know all those people up there um, yep it was a wild drive to get up there because you know we ain't used to driving up mountains <laughs> in the dark yeah and uh you know we're on our way up there I got me a little cooler got some shine and some beer in it and by the time we get up there I'm like uh nah dude I ain't drinking nothing I'm gonna drive back down this thing yeah maybe <laughs> Pass it around like other people drive it. Yeah, so it, yeah, that's it. what I did. I pulled out a jar of peach. Like, here you go, Sean. Pass this around, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting drive up there. And then when you, he, I remember the first time I went up there, he said, "Well, you go up and you kind of make a left and you go around and if you pass the, if you come to a pink mailbox, you went too far." Yeah, we, we went too far. I had to back yeah. up. It's all dark yeah. and. And, and, you know, when it's dark, man, you don't know if it's five feet over the edge or 5,000 feet. <laughs> yeah, really. And it's it's a big drop right there, too. I mean, because you remember, well, no, you weren't up there in the daytime. Um, Put your phone on silent, uncut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a special that- effects in the background in this episode. Ding, ding. Ding ding, ding ding, or I'm sure it's the old lady telling you something you need to do. No, no, actually not. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> Give it five minutes. Well, there's not a pool here, so I should have told her what I was doing. That was that was the the deal there. I didn't communicate that. It happens. But yeah. It was man, I really like going down to the Beatty Bowl, uh, Bourbon and Moonshine Festival, and that was the second annual. I really like that um, because it's about moonshine, you know, and and you can't have mo- a bourbon without moonshine. So, you know. yeah, you know, I liked. Uh, for me, it was more geared towards adults. It, yeah. You know, I seen it as more of an um, an adult festival mm-hmm. um, when we went to New Stratsville three weeks ago. That was more of a family style bring the family we've got all this stuff for them to do yep and i knew the Beattyville one was going to be more adult style so you know we left the kids back at home and and we went down and i know that, that made it a little more enjoyable for us so, so. I, I i was really shocked when well last year when i went down there and they had a bunch of distilleries set up like they called it moonshine rep it wasn't because of moonshiners it was because you can go out and drink moonshine you know, and then taste things. And of course, you know, moonshiners were there too and all that, but it was a really good turnout this year. Last year kind of sucked. I mean, it was fun, but I would like to attend a festival to where they're like, hey, man, you bring it, you can let people try it, you could sell it. It's all free game. It's not just these big distilleries that, yeah, that get to garnish all these people. Yeah. You know, like, like, 
bring what you got. Like, we don't know. We don't see it. You know, we, we're turning a blind eye to it. You're at a moonshine festival. Let's celebrate real moonshine, which is, you know. Yeah, and I'm willing to bet that a lot of them do there. Um, it's just. It would be cool you, if it was open. Like, going in, you know, going in, you knew, like, man, I'm going to take me about five gallons up here, and I'm going to yeah, let all these people that. You, yeah, like, like, for me, it would be like, hey, man, I'm going to advertise on my YouTube channel and TikTok that, um, I'm going to be here and come out here and try some of big Easy's peach brandy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, come on, I'll get, get you a free shot. And just, it'd be cool to know that, you know, as not a legal distiller, you could show up somewhere and let people show up and just mass try your items or even let you sell your jars. Like, hey, man, selling jars. Right. Like, I think that'd be pretty cool. So. Hell yeah. Absolutely, man. I don't, it, uh, I love going to places like that and setting up because, you know, one, especially there, you know, that's kind of not the same. My interest was drawn to moonshine in Kentucky. Because, I mean, that's that's where your roots were uh, started. Yeah. So where your family's I, from. So. so, you know, I'm not from there, but I think a lot of what brought it full circle is Kentucky because, you know, few people down there i met and has taught me a lot about it i don't i wouldn't necessarily run a strip or you know rerun it but hey you know um but just i don't know man there's just a lot of a lot of different stuff down there well you know you trace yourself back to there and then you know you go down there and you know you sometimes you you feel like you're at home you know yeah even yep. when you're, even when it's not where you're from, you just walk in, you feel at home. Um, I'm telling you, I, I enjoyed the Beattyville one a little more because, like I said, there was moonshiners there. Like when we were down in uh, New Stratsville, like I, I bet there was a lot of moonshiners there, but they, yeah. nobody knew about them. You know, they didn't want yeah. they didn't want to be known about. Yeah, but we're, we're down in Beattyville. You see all these guys from uh, Master Distiller there. You know, and yep. The moonshiners yeah. and, and even Kevin Gordon was there, the one that built the stills for Master Distiller, and he still builds stills for the Moonshiner show. Mark and Digger when they're on there. And that was the um that that was Kevin that I, I had met, right? Yep. Okay. A little, little short dude. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't really gauge shortness, man. You know, I stand, a lot of people are short when I stand next to them, so I really don't. Well, Kevin, if you're watching this, I've got a few jar lids. I'll sell you. <laughs> I already, <laughs> already got them off of him. He doesn't have them. So, um, you know, what I noticed um, a lot with, like, all these shiners down there, um, people from the show and, and just people that knows everybody, man, it's, it, it's, it, it's almost like um, a brotherhood almost, you know. It's like. Um, some people would call it a clique or something like that. Um, I I think of it more like family. Yeah. You know, um, I grew up playing sports. Um, I was always real big football, basketball, which, you know, if you meet me, you'll understand like, oh, yeah, that dude played football. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. I could see it, you know. And then even after play, playing for most of my life all up through high school, and then um, I went into coaching afterwards for about 10 years. And that was really cool when I was talking to Scott. Um, I believe Scott was who you competed against. It is. Yeah. Um, come to find out, you know, he, he coached high school football. And 
and it's like, man, you know, I got, I got something in common with this guy. I used to, and it oh, just, yeah. it was different. It was different to like knowing him on a different level than just being like, man, I seen you on TV. And you make, yeah. you make good shine, and yep. and so you know, um, <clears throat> and it was real cool to see that because you know I always experienced that my whole life because you know when you're around a a group of guys and they all have your same interests and all of you have each other's back and you're working together, then, then, you know, that group tends to be more like family than just, um, yeah. you know, it's more like a, a brotherhood. And, and I thought that was really cool to see and, and experience that firsthand. And then also just to stand there like a fly on the wall and just hear everybody speak and, yep. and talk about things. That's what's funny too, man. When, when I hear a lot of, the old, I won't say older guys, but like Red Dog and and uh, JB or whoever talking. You know, if I'm in the area, I just kind of shut up. Not because I'm just eavesdropping, but I'm. When they talk, I listen. Yeah, like they, you know? if I'm not the one talking and I'm listening, then that's a cue for everybody else to listen because I'm usually the one that don't shut up. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and and you know it doesn't matter who it is, like you know even Scott. You know, he does things a lot different than, you know, say we would. But I'm saying they're with Daryl. You know, that we're all after the same goal, but just because we do it a little bit differently doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, we're all, we're, we're all going to take a t- different path to get there, you know. And mm-hmm. in the end, it's all going to make magic in the end. Uh, you know, and, and we, we were standing by that pool, you know, and we're all shooting shit, you know, like. I, I don't want to say I was intimidated because, you know, I'm not the type of person to get intimidated. But, you know, there's a feeling of, you know, do I belong in this circle here? I'm standing here with these guys and 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 compared to what. Well, you I know, can tell you, if you don't belong there, I don't belong there. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Man. I mean, it's, you um, know. And, you know, it's just, it's just one of those. It's kind of like it, it, I feel like um, a freshman football player coming on. Yeah, trying to make a varsity team, you know, mm-hmm. and you have the skills and you're good enough, and you just have to have the opportunity to prove yourself. And yeah, and I, and I don't think a lot of people get that opportunity to prove themselves um, because, you know, a lot of people couldn't get an audience like that to try their liquor, right? You know, and and for me to to stand there with uh, that group of guys and just get fucking trashed i mean we got obliterated <laughs> we stood there for about four hours just shooting the shit and drinking, and drinking and drinking and you know and and what made me feel great about the whole thing was it, it was my jar of peach brandy that got passed around all night long that's right and, that's and, how peach brandy should taste and, and and the more we drank on it the sweeter it got and and just to see you know this um this this group of guys that you know I respect and and I'm all ears to learn from you know just to see everybody just sit here and shoot the shit and and get drunk off of my liquor and not so much somebody pull out a jar there a couple other jars came out too mm-hmm. but they went on the on the table the and, and the peach brandy got passed around and and I just you know it it made me feel a different type of way to be able to, you know, interject yeah. myself into that group of people. Because like I said, the, the average person and most people wouldn't have that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and, and, and what was cool. One of the best things I loved about it was they were tell, they'll tell it like it is like, you know, if, 
Daryl. <laughs> yeah, if, if your liquor sucks, man, they're somebody's gonna tell you. Yeah, yeah, somebody's gonna tell you, you know, and and so you know I, that was that was really cool to me, and and I I really enjoyed that part. So you know, I I do really enjoy you in, inviting me down to come hang out with you, and you know, have a good time, and dude, and, I enjoy um, the hell out of it, man. Yeah. It's always a good time, you know, like. Like, you know, and I understand when you're with them, you know, like that's like a brotherhood, um, uh, you know, a group. But like when like with us, it's more like a, a real deal friendship, uh, hang out and shoot the shit all the time and bust each other balls. So, you know, it's always it's always fun when you got a good friend you're doing something with. So. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, man. It. Uh, well, and that's the thing, too, man. Even when we were filming, like, you know, it goes back to the same thing that you said about you know having an audience trying your liquor you know and before i went down there to film i'm like well people told me it's good you know i've tried mine i've tried other people's shit it's uh, you know i mean but then when diggers like that's good liquor i'm like okay that's all i need to know it's kind of like you know when you're a young man you're a teenager like me i was all I, I was the fat, ugly kid, but my mom tells me I'm handsome. <laughs> so my mom's always going to tell me I'm handsome, just like, you know, your friends and, and people that don't really know, they're always going to say, man, you got good liquor. But yeah. when you get out in the real world and, you know, you start you start meeting some um, real people. And, you know, mm-hmm. for me, it was, you know, real women. Like, oh, damn, you're ugly. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I know. It's cool, though. <laughs> and they, keep, uh, they kept going back to moonshine. Tim, he was like, that's a good moonshine. Mm-hmm. And, and diggers, that's a good moonshine, you know. Even though when when I was standing there, I'm like, shit, that's not what they want. Deep down, I'm like, that's what I want to hear because yeah. that's what you know. I don't do vodka. I never fucked with vodka before. Well, I mean, you, I just you, wanted you, to win a show at that. that point. They don't make vodka. No. Like, what's their palate? Their palate's for uh, moonshine, and you got exactly. you know you got to play to your audience a lot, and you know that 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 was a subject quite frequently we heard about playing to the audience and. Yeah, you know, man, it's just that's the way it goes. Yep, absolutely, and uh, it just worked out, you know. And but now the the best part of it, man, is you know the people that I've met. Yeah. Since you know when we were filming, I met Daryl, you know Scott, Thomas, Travis, you know all these people. They come from different backgrounds, you know. Some of them had this distillery experience and some of them had five gallon pot experience you know and man what do you got over a wolf <laughs> no a 50 pound pit bull <laughs> that drinks schnapps he does that dog does drink schnapps <laughs> I mean, all right well tell us the schnapps story <laughs> So now, what do you use peach schnapps for? Infusion. Infusion of that peach, peach brandy, man. And I, I had like some it. had some on the counter one time, or it was a table or something. I can't remember. And I, I come in, come back in. I walked out, come back in or whatever. And the bottle was laying on the floor, and she had chewed the lid off of it, and and licked the whole bottle, like. <laughs> Storm. 
Sorry, my, guys. This is it, uncut as it gets. It was my dogs last week, so don't worry. Mine will come in here eventually. Keeps running back and forth till they grow. Yeah. So, your dog popped open a, a fifth of peach snobs, drank it all, and was, was super dry. Like, yeah, well, I can't say she drank it all, but she drank a whole lot of it, and there wasn't a whole lot left on the floor. She tried, huh? She tried. And she, she went and laid down. Storm, come here. Hell yeah, she went and laid down. <laughs> it may have only been 30 proof, but it was a good 30 proof. She, she did the same thing you did during the last podcast. Drank yeah, too much and went to bed afterwards. Oh, get up, but uh, yeah. So, Beattyville, man, it was. It, it, if you need to get up, man, I'll hold it down. I can handle this. All right, now he's gone. We can talk about him. He doesn't need to put a hat on, man. That's that's bad video. If you're not gonna wear the hat, you at least got to keep it it trim like me, you know. But. And while he's gone, um, you know, when I was in Beattyville, um, you hear a lot of people talk about how they cut, um, how they do their cuts. And and even, you know, when you watch all these guys on TV and TikTok and YouTube and like everybody cuts different. And that's, you know, me and Sean are on the same page when it comes to cuts. Um, you'll see quite a few people. They do small cuts and, you know, pint jars, fill up half a pint jar and take your cuts real small. Are you back? Yeah, I I just let the dog out. So hopefully there's nobody up front that shouldn't be there. Well, if they shouldn't be there, they won't be. (laughs) Well, while you're gone, I started talking about cuts, man. Because when we was in Beattyville, um, I heard a lot of different people talk about, you know, how they cut. Um, yep. You know, where they run down to. And even at the distilleries I go to, it's amazing what you hear some of these people say. That how they run it and what they do with their tails and things like that. Um, yep. So, I, was talking, I was talking about different ways that people cut. Some people, you know, they like to take pint jars and fill up 400 pint jars halfway and, and get it reeled down yeah. to a meticulousness, you know, where, um, where they're and to me, you know, I'm not dogging that at all. I think that's a great way to learn how to do your cuts, you know, to under, really understand the difference. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially with the smaller still. The smaller still it is, the easier, I guess, it would be with, you know, yeah. something like that. I mean, you, but, you know, for you or me, like, we do our cut. Our cuts are the same. It doesn't matter if I'm running a five-gallon still or a 500-gallon still. I'm going to take out my heads, four shots, um, based on what I taste. And, yeah. and, and then after that. I'm putting a bucket down there and I'm running that some bitch down to 90, you know, like, well, when I get down to a hundred, I'm going to pull my bucket out and I'm going to start catching in jars. Yeah. Then that way I know exactly when the tails come in and, and there's no way that I get it in my, my big bucket. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that's what a lot of people don't realize too. You know, if, if you run lower in the tails, say with a, we'll say you're on a 15 gallon and a, 500 gallon 
So if you're running with a, with a 15 gallon, you run down the 70 proof with that, right? There's not but like this much liquor between 90 and 70 proof in yeah. a 15 gallon, you know, but you run a 500 gallon, which I never have. One of these days, I might get a chance, but uh, that's, that's my goal too, man. Like, you know, it's, I, I've hit triple digits now, I got to go up to even bigger triples. You know, <laughs> uh, you know how it is jump 100 at a time. And, and you know, like, uh, I'm going to keep it real, man. Two drums piped together doesn't equal 100 gallons still. No. Why would it? No. That, it's, <laughs> it's 250 gallons. It's 250 gallons. Uh, you know, oh, we, we might have an argument on our hands, but in my mind, you're running two, two pumped together, it's still 250s. Um, you know, I... We've done it. We're going to do it. And, yeah. you know, like it's still going to be 250s. <laughs> so, so. Um, earlier, you know how Mike, Mike uh, Fannin, he uses that burn tube. Oh, yeah. Dude, I like that burn tube, man. So I was talking, uh, I was messaging me and Eric Maines. I was messaging him earlier. And uh, he was talking about, the burn tube towel, they're so much more efficient for anything over a one barrel still. Yeah. As far as heat up time and run time and all that. And, you know, and you, like you could legit mash in that tank yeah. and cook it right off because you don't have to worry about anything that's settled in the bottom. Um, yeah, that like, shit can just sit there, you know. It like, and that, that that's what he did with that 100, right? Yeah. He put that tube in the middle. I remember yeah. the pictures you sent me. Like, that's the one we ran. And then to see it with the uh, the tube in the middle, it's like, Dude, that's cool as hell. And I'm, and that's what Michael's saying. He said the the eighty gallon he's got he he'll heat that thing up in hour and fifteen hour and thirty. So Less you know twenty five. Go ahead. We was getting about a eighty to hundred gallons in that thing before he put that tube in. How much do you think he lost in that by putting that tube in the middle? Well, I don't know, man. Because you think about it, though. Now he's, well, I'll say now he's filling it up to the top, but. He, he's going to be able to because he's putting that keg on top. You know, okay. it's going to be a flat. I mean, it's going to be a flat surface, but he's going to have. So, so after, you know, after the modifications all, then it, it's probably about the same. Probably, if I had to guess. Because he's able yeah. to use more of it because now there's a bigger cap and he's not forcing it through a two-inch hole. <laughs> a two-inch barrel. Well, I, I think he's still going to use two-inch off of it, but it's going yeah. to come up from to a beer keg. Yeah, have a nice cap on it. Oh, <laughs> smoochy, smoochy, huh? Oh, oh yes, yeah. I love you, baby. <laughs> the stuff's going down awful easy, too. This so, uh, Huckleberry Moonshine. Oh, what proof is that? Uh, technical, it's 50.2 proof. And it's made from grain and cane sugar. And I do believe, well, Donnie's a rye whiskey kind of guy. So if I had to bet, I would say it's rye. So um, when you cut uh, or when you run, do you use a parrot? Do I use a parrot? Yeah, I see a lot of people using parrots. And, um, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say that the downfall of using a parrot is 
it spears your cuts. So, I'll, so remember that six jar I had? Yeah. So I started using a parrot when I had that. And I quit using a parrot when I had that. I don't want to say quit. I just, well, I guess I went a little bit bigger to, you know, to need it. Or, well, I went a little bit bigger, but anyway. Um, that's when buckets come into play. But, yeah, I, I do agree that they do smear. But See, I told you it would be my turn. Once you figure it out, you have it figured out, you know. Because when I was running the six jar, um, you know, I'd fire it up and it would run and it'd come out, say, 175 or whatever. I would run that down to, say, 120. And that's where I'd cut off with that one. Because when you hit 120 with that still, you, you – it sucked all the good yeah. liquor out of it, but it just keeps running through the jar. So it's just running at that point. It's just running tails right through the jar, and it's redistilling. You know what I mean? Um, but when I put a parrot under there, it would still it would say you know one forty in the in the parrot or one twenty or whatever, and it'd still be it'd be coming out shitty. Yeah, <clears throat> that's because that. and so that's where the smearing comes into place because. because it takes so much liquor in that parrot to drop your proof. So I believe I believe the parrot held anywhere between a quart. The one I had held between a, a quart and a half gallon. <laughs> That's a big old parrot. You know what I mean? It, and, yeah. You know, it was one inch. You know, for me, I see it as um, the parrot is a good way to show your proof during your run, mm -hmm. and then before you get down, because like like I said, we. I stopped collecting hearts at 90, you know, when, when, when I hit 90 proof, um, yep. a great man showed me that I learned that from a great distiller, um, a master distiller. <laughs> and, and, you know, ever since I went that way, I, I, I really like it, you know, it's, it yeah. serves me well. And so what I'll do is I'll, I'll use the parrot for the, the middle of the run when I'm lazy. I don't want to be there checking. I don't want to keep checking. And then as soon as that parrot hits a hundred, well, I know I'm getting close to that 90, so yep. I go ahead and I pull the parrot and I start collecting in jars, and then I take those jars that are from that 100 down to my 90-ish range or, mm -hmm. or whatever I feel, and, and then I let those jars sit out overnight, and usually by the next day, the ones where it had the tails in it, they'll cloud up, and yeah. then you know, like, in the tails bucket, this is good liquor, mm -hmm. and so what I'll do with that 100 to 90 jar is... I'll keep it for something else, but I won't dump it into my main. That right. way, I, that way I know for a hundred percent that there's no tails or backings in my liquor. You know. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't realize, but uh, you know, are real tight with cuts and stuff. But these big distilleries that make bourbon, they put a little bit of you know their cuts are a little more open. They actually use part of their heads and part of their tails to go in the barrels with the heart. Because yeah. the heads will bring certain tannins out of the, the wood and flavors and shit like that. And, but a and lot of you people know, uh, don't say that. <laughs> well, you know, nobody wants to hear some things. You know, they <laughs> tell you what you want to hear. Um, it's just like our buddy Hooch, Appalachian Hooch on TikTok. Um, when he, he first started about the first year, he was all about, you know, I'm going to run to 120. I'm going to run to 120 and I'm done. 
I'm going to run with that's my hearts, that's my hearts, everything else is tails. I wish he'd collect the 120 down to 90 in a bucket. And then, and then after hanging out with us and, you know, and running with me a couple times and just seeing how we do and, and tasting our end product, he's like, man, from that 120 down to 195 range, he's like, that's where all your good flavor comes in. And it took us a while to break him, but he came over to the dark side. Finally. So I've got a question, though. So if you run 120 gallon still, okay, and you get off enough liquor to fill three five-gallon barrels, is that all hearts? I would think there's still hearts to be but no, caught. You see where I'm, where I'm going with yeah. that? <laughs> I can't wait to try those three barrels. Oh, me neither. They, was, it rum? Was, was it rum? Man, you know it was rum. <laughs> so in case y'all are wondering what we're talking about, um, our buddy uh, Moonshine Shoe on TikTok. And Hooch. And our buddy Appalachian Hooch. And I, I think they Moonshine Way, I believe. Yep, I think he took one so they all got together and and they ran a um, they ran a a two sixty gallon pot uh, piped into one you know one fifty gallon thumper yeah and a fifty gallon thumper was it was super cool to watch man yeah it was and um, they took them and they ran this liquor and they filled up three five gallon um, used oak barrels and they sent one back to West Virginia and one to Alabama and one stayed in Texas and they're gonna let them age and then compare them. Mm-hmm. later on and, and see the difference and so all i know is that um i gave y'all a shout out that i better get a, a little shooter of each one of those so i could try it myself <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sure we, i'm sure we'll try it how long did they say they're gonna age that i don't i mean five gallon barrels i wouldn't say long no six months or a year i'm not really sure i'm not real big in the age you, you know me man i'm not a i'm not an aging type of person like me neither. The only big scale thing I'm going to age is the old uh, legacy liquor I talked about. You know, and that'll be the only thing I really age because you know I like it clear. Yep. So, but yeah, it's really cool. I really like when um, guys we know, like TikTok community, that shine talk community, all get together. They collaborate on things, and and you know it's really cool. Like um, last year when we went to uh, we went to Maggie Valley. And um, everybody, uh, quite a few people brought a jar of liquor and we all dumped them in a bottle and a big jug, you know, and, and we put oh, it yeah. all together and infinity jug. And then everybody took a jar home like that jar is distinct and it's irreplaceable, you know. Yeah. And, and then like when when um, Hooch came up and he brought that wheat and we did an apple wheat out of a beer keg together. And you see it a lot, a lot with these guys are getting together and running the liquor. I know it'll, all uh, old Judd. Oh, Henderson. Um, yeah. Oh, Moonsigner Sasquatch. He's got a he's got a couple really nice rigs. Yes, that, he does. Uh, and he doesn't live far from us. He's a couple hours down to Hocking Hills. So. Yep. Um, I and think we need- we're we're gonna go out there one weekend and uh, camp and take about twenty gallons of mash and and I huh. I think it's real cool when you know. And same thing with Sean McKinney. He's not that far neither, and he's one of them people that. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, people don't really think he knows what he what he's doing, but he's been doing this for a long time. You, you know, like I get it a lot, man. Where you're a lot smarter than you look. Like you look at me and you're yeah. like, "Man, that's a big 
dumb looking motherfucker right there. But you know, it's just like you, you get to talking and and and. Uh, well, it, I guess depending on who you're, who we're talking to, you know, like you know, next week when we have Alan on, yeah, I'm going to be stupid. He's oh yeah, like yeah, I'm know. definitely. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a fly on the wall that time. Like he's, I'm not even going to talk a whole lot. I'm gonna be over here with a notepad, taking down <laughs> notes. And just learning, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, so I might just drink the whole time and take notes. Uh, you run the show. In, in case y'all are wondering, we're going to have um, Alan Bishop from, was that French Lick Distillery? Uh, Spirits of French Lick in Indiana. Spirits, okay. Yep. He, uh, Spirits of French Lick. He just had Indiana. a bourbon, I think, was it last year? That one uh, bourbon of the year or some shit like that. And he makes all kinds, all different kinds of stuff. But, uh, so, uh, about. About how far away from us is he? Alan's what, four hours? Three and a half, four hours. So I know it takes two hours to get to Indianapolis from here. So, yeah, I don't think I went clear to, well, I don't think I went to Indianapolis when I went over there. Can't remember. But uh, he, he's got a beautiful farm. Uh, that was an experience. I'm sure he will be glad to talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta talk about that. That's the first <laughs> thing I'm gonna ask y'all about is your uh, your Rick Gibson jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, your was... uh, not all unions are created equal. <laughs> yeah, that that was a good time, man. It. Uh... In case you don't know, what we're talking about you go on the last episode, and you can hear all about um, how not all half inch unions are created equal. <laughs> Or three quarters or whatever. Or, yeah. or what doesn't matter. Not all unions are created. It all depends where you buy them. <laughs> so, so I think the thing is, everybody's like, look, man, get your unions at Menards. Everybody get them at Menards. Like, yep. I legit, yep. I have an adapter piece that's about this long. Just in one, case. It will, one side has a Menards union on it, and the other side has a Lowe's union on it. And it only fits one way. Yeah. It only fits. Well, you can't. You can't flip it around. You can't use it somewhere else. It only fits one way. Hell yeah! So speaking of unions and stuff, I was looking. I don't know what made me think of it, but uh, Phil posted that video of that uh, that jelly or whatever he put in the bumper. Yeah, Dude, those jars are cool as shit. Uh, are you talking about for the Vever? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the Vever one that I uh, what. I, I adapted your uh, your your two inch ferrule idea before to yep. go on the Vevers. Hey man, if it works, you know, and it and, works, man, and it definitely takes that football column to the next level. So my next thing for it is uh, an upgraded condenser for yep. it. So that, that's the next step on it, and then I'll move on from the Vever. It was just, you know, that Vever columns. There's a lot out there, man, and not a lot of people have come up with add-ons to it. And well, so, and that's just it. You know, it keeps people from having to buy other pots. It keeps them from having to, you know, cut shit apart. You know, if, if you clamp is the way to go. You know, that was my thing when I never wanted to paste anything. When I first got started, I had to clamp something or I wasn't going to do it. That was yeah. my thing because I was ignorant and I'm like, well, you know, you, well, and you know yeah, how it is when when you first start and, you you know, you get a little rig. And you learn on that. You know how it runs. You know you know mm-hmm. what to expect. You know what to do. And it's hard to make that jump from from what I know yeah. to something new, because it's going to be more expensive and it's going to be, uh, you know, like 
It's a little more work running a beer keg, keeping them clean, and and it is. you know, as opposed to a pan, you can just reach in and scrub the bottom out. Yeah, you know, or you go from a beer keg to a an all copper pot. That's yeah. paste. You know, that, you that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I ran that beer keg forever, and <laughs> now saying that I intentionally went to a paste mm-hmm. style because that's what I wanted. You know, a lot of people say you you need a clamp. I was like, I don't want a clamp. I get a clamp later on if I want, and it'll be a big bastard. But I wanted a little twenty gallon. I wanted an old school. I want to paste it. I want it to leak, so yeah. I have to repaste it. Um, you know, I want to bump though. into it, knock the cap loose, and be pissed at myself. Like you big stupid son of a bitch, get out of the way. But <laughs> if know? I had a big one right now, I'd want to paste. But yeah, I mean, I would definitely paste a big one. I have noticed that the uh, the paste style compared to the clamp style, man, it's almost half the price. Yeah. And, you know, I guess you pay for that convenience. And, yep. you know, if you want to pay for it, so be it. But I like the pay style. I think they look cooler. They're more traditional. That's just and, it, you know, 20 years down the road or, well, not 20, but hopefully not. Hopefully, you know, 50, 60 years down the road when I pass away, you know, they can go out somewhere and they find that, you know, a still. And I'm like, man, that's, that's history right there. Hey, you know? and also, you know, you don't have to worry about, like, goddamn, I'll have a gasket. I don't have a gas. Where'd my four inch gasket go? I can't run this yeah. still. <laughs> like, where's, where's my, you know, where's my clamp? Where's my yeah. clamp? You don't have to worry. But you don't have to. You don't have to order clamps or find gaskets or. Yep. You just slap it on there and grab you some flour and water and make some biscuits. If you ain't <laughs> so, got no flour, you can take some grain. You got grind it up real quick and mix it with water. You know. It'll yeah, I mean, nice you could pa- you, you could paste with mud if you had to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Clay, yeah. you can find you can dig up some clay off the ground and pay, and that's the best part about it. Like, uh, you know, if you had you a little five gallon still in your backpack and you're walking through the woods and you find some rotten fruit on the ground, like you can make liquor, you know, absolutely. And, that, else. and that's one thing, too. Speaking about the woods, I eventually would like to get out there sometime and do some kind of YouTube video or something for so, somebody. But, I got an idea for us to do a woods run, and I'll run that by you. So, hell yeah, um, that's that's coming soon with that. Um, we'll use that modular style still, and so I'm I got a good idea for that. Well, hell, I'm thinking we should do a uh, a two barrel. <laughs> if we're gonna do it, we might as well bring a little bit of liquor out of it. You yeah, might as well. Uh, barrels, you know. Shit. I mean, I, I, I think <laughs> we're all ready for that. We're just waiting on somebody to uh, hook up, make the the worm attachment. All good to go. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Has it's happening. <laughs> good about three or four weeks. Oh shit. So what man, we're looking at we're looking at four weeks. We'll be down in Maggie Valley. Mm-hmm. And you know, there, there's gonna I, this Maggie Valley is gonna be way bigger than the, the other ones. Um but you know, it's gonna be hard to top mm-hmm. Beattyville, you know. It is. It you really know, is. Um, it's going to be hard to top standing in that circle with all those guys from you know you you, you had you had your winners, you had your um, your second place guys, and but it doesn't matter if you won, you come in third, second, you know you're just you you're part of that group of yeah. of brotherhood. You know I, I see it like a football team, like I said earlier. See, Scott's one of them people. You know, just because he come in second, he's one of them people that I don't know how to put it. He runs liquor. He's been doing it for a while. Yeah. 
you know, he's not one of the people that's been doing it for four months. Yeah, he's not. He's not a still hand. <laughs> you know, up. Like, you know, like, some people think I'm Sean Stillhand for some reason. <laughs> like, I, I am not why. Sean Stillhand. <laughs> like, <just keep laughs> I'm my own distiller, man. I make my own shit. I do it yep. all myself. Um, me and Sean run. <laughs> will run together and make occasionally. Money, so occasionally. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really cool, man. Watching you know, watch you pass my jar of peach brandy around and getting. Uh, real feedback from from guys who I think are, you know, no better than me <laughs> or I think no better than me or, you know, just people you respect. Like you said, when yeah. you went on the show and they tried your liquor and it's like, man, this is good moonshine. You're yeah. like, dude, I got a legend over there telling me yeah. that I just handed him a jar of great moonshine. It makes you feel a certain type of way. Just like yeah. being around being around people that really know moonshine and they like what you make. It definitely makes you um, feel a little differently about what you do, and it's a little. Um, I want to say gratification, even oh, yeah. though I'm not. I'm not searching for gratification, honestly. I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks. But um, but personally, you know, it's nice. It's nice to know that um, all the hard work and the dedication and everything you've put in over the past years has. Yep. It's to the point where you, you know, if those guys like your liquor, well you could put that on a shelf. Oh yeah. You know, if, 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 if uh, that group of six, seven guys there like your liquor and then to me, like it's shelf, it's shelf worthy, Like you could pop that on a shelf and, and you know real, what? real drinkers would buy it. People that and, really know would buy it. And that's what gets me, man. Um, there's so much shit on the shelf. And I say shit, I don't mean like trash. I mean like just different liquor. But there's there's a lot of trash on the shelf. <laughs> Let's is. put that out there. Like there's there a lot of there's a lot of shit on the shelf where you're like, how is this shit on the shelf? But ain't nobody putting Big Easy's fucking banana brandy on the shelf or. or well, that's or, what I was getting ready to say. But there's not a good Sean's bloody butcher on the shelf. Clear you know? peach brandy. Yeah, on the shelf nowhere. Blows my heart. You know, I yeah. get it. It's expensive. But it's not any different than an expensive. Well, you know, and also a lot of it is when you hear brandy um, and you see brandy, you automatically looking for that amber color. Yeah, you want that. You want that brown woodsy color, like, um, and that's what everybody looks for. So if you see a clear, you're gonna be like, man, there ain't no way that tastes like peach. And especially if it doesn't say um, artificial flavor added. <laughs> that's you the know, kicker right there like, like, like that would be my thing man if, if I was to put a brandy out it would just be infusion and yeah it might not sell as well as the one that you pump all that flavor into but, but it's true it's true it's to you be, yeah it's going to be clean and it's going to be no um, after like you know no a lot of times they put that artificialness in them you could taste it yeah it's sweet and it, yeah, and then, and then like it leaves an after a coating in your mouth that is just mm-hmm. it's unpleasant. Just like uh, what's, oh shit, glycerin kind of thing. You know, we we all tried a little bit of that last weekend while I'm trying to figure out that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it and it's almost like it makes it hot too. Like a, yeah, like so um so what what Sean did was he took some of my peach brandy and he put a little peach schnapps into it. Yep. And just to see if it would make it better. 
And, and, you know, I think while it did give it that little sweeter finish that it didn't have just from infusion, it, it made it hotter and it, it yeah. and I think it changed it a little bit. It, it didn't make it, 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 it didn't make much. it better. And like, yeah. it didn't make it better in my book. Now you say it did. I, I didn't think it did. Oh no, no. And now for your average drinker, you know, um, say the wife, she would taste it like that with that schnapps in there and, and she would love it. Especially if it was proofed down a little bit more, you know, yeah. to make the burn not so or not so hot, I guess. But, but you know, you never know, man. Maybe one day, maybe one day you'll see Sean's face. Well, I know one day we'll see Sean's face on a jar. Who <laughs> to know when that's going to happen? But that's coming. But but maybe one day we'll see Sean's face on a different jar. You know, or yeah. Maybe That's one day you'll be you'll be able to buy my brandy coast to coast, or you know, if not, then come find me in the woods and I'll get you a jar. <laughs> we need to buy us some land in Kentucky. That's what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't sell liquor. I just make something to drink and. What's well, I'm my, saying? Uh, we need to buy some land in Kentucky, set up a pole barn, and put a distillery on the son of a bitch. Make YouTube videos where I make people think I know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> well, I've seen a lot of people. Um, never mind. It's all editing, no, no. man. It's all editing. Smoking mirrors, smoking mirrors, and magic. That's all it is. TV. Just remember, it's always TV. Even on YouTube, yep. a lot of times it's just TV. It's all for entertainment. Exactly. There's a lot of people that don't know what they're doing, but manage. I've noticed that somehow. So um, I won't. I won't say who said it, but um, a, one of the greatest quotes I heard over the weekend was, "Man, ever since." I was on a TV show. I've tasted more shitty liquor than I ever thought I would in my life. Like yeah. since I've been on that show, everybody wants you to try their liquor. Yep. And and you know, and I understand that. You know, you got all these beginners and stuff that they they want. You know, they want somebody whose opinion they can respect to try their liquor. So yeah. I guess it's a double edged sword. It's kind of like for me standing in that group watching my jar of peach brandy get passed around. That's that's an audience I would never get. So before, I see it on both sides of the fence, you know, from, yeah. from, from the new distiller wanting, wanting that man who'd been on that TV show that he watched to try his liquor and give him honest feedback to hey, the, to the I, man. I, I'm tired of trying shitty liquors. <laughs> I'd take that jar and I'd hand it in any day of the week. Well, yeah, and I'll not give a that, fuck, <laughs> especially the more you drink it. Dude, the more we <laughs> drank that peach brandy, the sweeter it got. Like, I'm going to put it like this, man. I don't really drink beer. And when I do, I drink usually ultras because they're light and non-carby. Yeah. But, man, we were sitting there drinking, and th these dudes are kind of walking back, and they got Budweiser's in their hand. And I never drink Budweiser's. So I think they're – it's not my deal. And, man, they hand it to me. I just pop that some bitch open and drink it down the hatch, man, and then – Five minutes later, walking back with Bud Lights, and it's like, hey man, if it's alcohol right now, it's going down. So that's what saved me that night was not drinking any beer. <laughs> not drinking any beer. Yeah, that that beer had me uh feeling a little something Sunday morning. Now, I tell you, it was all good, man. You know, um, it was nice and chilly. We got super drunk, and I stumbled up in the hotel room and. And I tried to lay down next to the um, old lady, and I was so cold. She's like, you're an ice cube. And so I went and laid on the bed, man, and this whole bed just shifted out from underneath me, and it started <laughs> sliding across the room. And I'm like, babe, babe, 
this bed's trying to kill me. <laughs> I was good and lit, but I wasn't sleep on the porch with the dogs lit. So I reached, I, I was right there. So I, I cut it off pretty good. So yeah, <laughs> I probably should have been. <laughs> and I, oh man! I always know when old Sean's drunk. He he starts to <laughs> sway a little bit. <laughs> Sean looks like he's on a boat when he gets too drunk. He just starts swaying, <laughs> starts swaying. I'm like, man, you all right? I'm good. I'm good. He didn't get quite Maggie Valley drunk this time. No, but you know what's and, uh, funny though, man. With uh, when when you're drinking on a jar of liquor, or two or three, uh, you don't really know how fast it's going down until jars start emptying. And especially when it's like it starts tasting like candy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did try. Money. I did try Scott's liquor. He wouldn't tell us what was in it, but um, he brought That's that jar. He brought a jar out. And he said it has some grain in it. And I was like, dude, I taste some wheat and rye. And he eats cheese ear to ear. He wouldn't tell us what was in it. Yeah. But, dude, that was that was a really good. Was that his jar spider bite? You're asking me questions. I don't remember shit, I mean, too, man. I, I yeah. just remember he handed me a jar of liquor, and I tried it, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> and then after that. Uh, There's definitely some kind of a malt in it, I feel like. Yeah. And after that, it was it was more beer and more brandy and. And so, man, it was, I had a fantastic time, man. It was definitely a once in a lifetime experience. And and I, I'm truly grateful that, you know, you invited me to come hang out with you over the weekend. Well, and you know, I, around the corner. So, she, you know, I, I didn't tag along that. and follow you down. <laughs> Hell no. We went to have us a good time. Just like we go to Maggie Valley, man. We're going to be in Maggie Valley. We're going to have a good time, but. So we're going to have to find another place to hang out. There. I don't know about that distillery, if they're going to be closed or if it's going to be open. Well, or... you, you know, I, I look at it like this, man. Uh, if there's a fire or a swimming pool. Yeah, dude. We're all in. Pretty much everybody's in the two hotels, the Comfort Inn and the Lowe's, which are right there by the fairgrounds and right next to each other. So right. it, it ain't going to be cold, so we don't need a fire. So I say everybody bring your fold out chairs and we'll make a circle and start passing jars and have us a good old time. So Yep. Just like we did at the uh, uh filming when we were at the Best Western. Yeah. You know, we all had that and, and I didn't take any liquor down because <laughs> I got well, never mind. I didn't have any at the time. <laughs> but you know, everybody's got jars out passing jars around and I tasted Scott's vodka the first time. I'm like, damn. I didn't know what to think, man. When yeah. I went down there to do vodka, I had, I don't drink vodka. I don't, the only jar, bottle of vodka I've got in this house now is Thomas's uh, Delta Dirt. But you make, you make liquor, bro. You make anything. Like, I ain't never made it. I'll try it. And, like, and what's funny is I was talking to Alan Bishop and he said, you know, grain makes, people make uh, most of their, their vodka nowadays out of grain because potatoes are hard to work with. Yeah. And he said, wheat, red wheat makes a good vodka. And I said, red wheat? I ain't going to use that. I'll use wheat, but not red. And uh, I went with white wheat, and that was 70% of it. But, yeah, I was uh, I was real nervous, man. I tasted his vodka. I'm like, shit. Oh, I bet, man. <laughs> this tastes like vodka. <laughs> it tastes like vodka. It don't taste like anything. It's just good yeah. shit. 
and uh, you know, I could see uh, everybody using a lot of grain nowadays because without you know, without a jacket, it's still man, you ain't separating the potatoes, mm-hmm. you know, and it don't matter how you cut them up after they, they turn to nothing. And I'm sure they got easy, awesome ways to do it, but for backwoods dudes like me that use strainers and, and Harbor Freight Pond pumps, man, potatoes are out. Well, and, and back, or you know, when you're in them big distilleries, I'd say that they probably source the vodka or, you know what I mean, and just rerun it, and it's their own shit. Well, you know, a lot of, I would think a lot, a lot of places they get cheap vodka and just filter it. Because, you know, that's the only difference between fucking, what, Comchata or whatever the hell it is, <laughs> and uh, Great Goose, is they just run it through the filter more often. And just like that, uh, that that video I did with uh, a Brita filter, you know, turn welfare, walk, <laughs> turn welfare vodka into Great Goose. Yeah. Run it through a filter, man. It's going to taste better. So, and that's, and that's the only thing, too, I've never done. You know, a lot of people might give a shit about it or whatever, but I've, I don't filter anything. You know, it's through a cheesecloth. To keep the bugs out, and that's it. You know, if if you got to filter it to make it taste better, then you usually need to do something to make it taste better coming out of the worm. But if you filter brandy, it filters the peach out of it. Yes, yes. You know, I couldn't so, see filtering brandy. I couldn't see doing a stripping run with brandy. Like use a thumper, and you're done. Yeah, to me, it's sacrilegious to do a stripping run with brandy. Like, oh, what am I stripping out? My good flavor. Mm-hmm. Like that's my brandy, bro. <laughs> I mean, I've taste stripped brandy before, and it's stripped. I have too. It's you clean. know, it's stripped. You know, um, that 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 was um, there was a guy who he just he would just strip his, his peach brandy single arm style and and just you know it's good brandy, just not my thing. Um, you know, it's also a guy who would talk about running his tails down to where if it's clear, it's still good liquor, like. You know, I've heard before. I'm catching thirty. I'm catching thirty. It's clear. That's still good liquor. Like, yeah, you know, I'm proof my liquor down with that. Yeah, it's not good liquor, man. Like, separate your tails and rerun them later on. You know, it's. But that's the thing, you know. I mean, that's how he was taught. You know, I'm. Oh yeah. I guess to say, for lack of better words, blessed <laughs> that I was taught a certain way that. Was like, hey, you gotta, you gotta have, I don't know, an open mind. Yeah. You know, see, take a little bit out of here, a little bit out of there. You know, just keep it all in your mind, but use little bits of each from each person and make your own. You know, for me, you know, I'm blessed. Uh, I don't give a shit how you do it. I, I want to know how you do it, so I can do it my way, and I'm going to do it my way because my way is going to be lazier. And easier, but it's still going to make a great product. So, thanks for giving me, thanks for giving, pointing me in the right direction. And you yep. know, and that's, I'm always a big fan of my videos. I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna show you how I do it, but do it how you want. Do it how you do it. What works for you, and that's what's best. But I don't know. We've been on here an hour, man. <laughs> Gets away from you quick. It does. I ain't gonna. We yeah, took some time off. Here, yeah. We took some time off. Yeah. Man, I think that's the most viewers we've had so far. So it's climbing and it's probably my friend Dusty. <laughs> Fuck you, Dusty. <laughs> come at me, bro. I've been trying to get you to come at me. You won't. 
Um, so we'll, we'll be back in a few days. We'll be back Sunday night, um, eight o'clock. We're gonna have Alan Bishop from French Lick Distillery. Distillery. Sure. I'm getting it. I won't remember anything. Yeah. So <laughs> all I'm gonna remember is to ask about the union. So you know. Um, that and uh, yeah. So he he was also asked to be on the early on. Okay. And he didn't do it. So that's uh, definitely well, you know, part of that conversation too. You know, it's not. You know, Getting I'm sure he's got up. it. Yep, it's got it's got his reasons and yeah. So, all right, man, y'all have a good night. We appreciate y'all turning in. We just hit the one hour mark. This our longest one yet. So, absolutely, y'all have a good night. Tune in for the shit show next on Sunday. It's gonna be a good time. That's right. Later.